The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Introducing the Lowe's List for Innovation. While our aisles are filled with innovative products, we've selected our favorites just for you. Like the exclusive Whirlpool washer with industry-first two-in-one removable agitator. We love this washer because you can customize any load. And with other smart features to streamline your laundry routine, this product is a must-have for families. Shop the full Lowe's list of top picks at Lowe's.com. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. U.S. only. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Everyday grab-and-go, everyday giftable, everyday fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. And they're satisfying to scratch, no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. 
Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. All right, it's still March Madness for at least one more game. Championship game is Monday night. April 5th, Gonzaga, Baylor. You probably knew that, but did you know that you can head on over to mybookie.ag and make some money? You can fill out brackets. We've been there. All our brackets fell apart, but you can still go and bet on individual things and prop bets for tonight's game. So sign up at mybookie.ag using the promo code RAVENS so they know you came from here. So that's the promo code RAVENS, and they'll secure a deposit bonus for you up to $1,000. And... Plus, it helps film study. So go over there, check it. Baseball is rolling now. I've been making some money on the Orioles. I don't know if I'd put money on them this week, but it was fun for the weekend. So college ball, NBA, NHL, MLB, bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick here to discuss what what has been one of our favorite topics this offseason, the future of Orlando Brown Jr. And here to join me today is Charles Bowie. Charles, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I I can't complain. Not one little bit except for this horrible Maryland loss tonight. The Orlando Brown news is coming in waves, so it's important we tell you we're taping this the night of March 22nd, so if Orlando Brown has already been traded by the time this posts, which is always a possibility, then you know what happened here in terms of us uh, uh, having this information, or if there are two other signings prior, then you know what happened. But anyway, Charles, we're going to talk a little bit about today. We talked about what's reasonable compensation for Brown. I'm sure we'll we'll hit on that in some of this episode. We've talked about, you know, uh, why the Ravens might or might not want to trade him. But let's talk about some of the potential trade partners for Orlando Brown. Yeah, so uh, when I look at the when I look at teams and I look at what they do, uh, particularly in their run game, um, because pass protection, I mean, pass protection is in some ways pass protection, even though every team doesn't do it the same. Um, But, you know, we run a primarily uh, power gap scheme. We do run some zone plays. Um, and so, um, I look at teams, I look at their scheme and, uh, when I look at, when I look at Orlando Brown, um, I'm, I'm primarily looking at teams that are somewhat similar to us in what we do, even though we're very, very distinct in what we do. So there's like no copy of what we do, but, um, there are some, there are some teams out there that do run some zone and they do run some power, um, like we do. So. Um, the teams that I've sort of narrowed it down to Vikings, um, Jacksonville is kind of a wild card for me because I don't know what urban Meyer. Well, let's, let's stick with the Vikings for a second, because they're, they're an interesting team you bring up. Maybe we just do mm-hmm. these one at a time. If you don't mind, okay. the Vikings have Kirk cousins, yes. still a quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, not a super mobile quarterback, certainly not at the level of Jackson or a lot of the other great running quarterbacks that are out there today. You know, what, what makes Orlando Brown right for the Vikings? Uh, so with the Vikings, so when you look at their roster, I mean, they do have some players there, but you, you, you sort of wonder, do they really, do they really, are they, are they really satisfied with these guys? And, mm-hmm. and if Brown is a huge upgrade over who they have, I think that would be uh, something great for them to sort of hit on. And I think Brown certainly fits into a lot of what they do. I mean, they like to run with Dalvin cook. Um, and as you said, um, 
you know, Kirk Cousins is not very mobile. And so protecting that blind side uh, there, I think that would be a good fit uh, in terms of a trade. The question would be the compensation uh, that the Vikings could offer. And um, I guess we'll, you know, we'll sort of look at that um, as we move on. But I I think the Vikings would be a great spot for him. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, if the 14th overall pick is in play, I think that makes all kinds of sense. The Vikings, they probably would have to pay Orlando Brown as part of the deal, meaning they, I think they'd want to sign him and immediately sign him long term uh, to be their left tackle. They have another pretty good tackle there who's in his third season, mm-hmm. um, and that's Brian O'Neill. Yeah. Um, what becomes of him? Yeah, that's, 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 sort of the, that's sort of part of my hesitation. Um, I think the Vikings are a great spot for him, but then, um, as you said, what would they do with O'Neal at that point? Um, do you do you slide him to right tackle? Um, you know, well, he, is played, that a, he played right tackle last year, just to last year, yeah, sure. yeah. And so, right. so, the, so then the question is, then, um, you know, they they might actually have a spot there at left tackle for Orlando Brown Jr. Um, I haven't really I haven't looked at their roster lately to see who is manning that left tackle spot. Um, but if Brown Jr. is a massive upgrade over that guy, I, mean, I think that would be a nice landing spot. But of is course, Riley Reef, their left tackle from last year, oh. signed by the Bengals. Right. So, so he's he's gone. So they would have two very young tackles if they mm-hmm. pick him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Vikings are sitting there on this with the seventeenth pick. I'm sorry, fourteenth pick overall of the draft, uh, which seems to be kind of more than I would expect the Ravens to get for Brown. But who knows yeah. if there's a bidding war? Yeah. Um. Yeah. The one thing I do think about with respect to that, though, is. With this, with the situation that we're in, um, we certainly would need a first round pick. I mean, because here's here here here's the way I'm thinking about it. Uh, Orlando Brown Jr.'s value to the Ravens is, hey, if anything happens um, that causes Stanley to not be ready, we have a guy that we can plug in at left tackle right away, and we wouldn't lose anything at left tackle. However, we're going to we're probably going to have to draft a right tackle anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I, I think a first round pick in this case, given given the things that we need, is actually a necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's that's probably the hang up with a lot of teams too. They probably don't want to give up that first round pick. Oh, nobody and, does. You know, so <laughs> um, so that would that's. Would it be enough to you to move up from 27 to 14 plus probably a later pick as well would be have to be what would happen because it's not quite enough draft capital that move all by itself? Uh, to me, if we didn't need edge, mm-hmm. um, if we didn't need a guy, that, if we didn't need a, a a pure pass rusher at edge. I mean, we, I'm glad we re-signed Bowser. Um, mm-hmm. But if we didn't need someone opposite of him at edge, um, then it, it's still just based on the way the front office operates. It's still kind of a tough call because they love draft picks. 
Um, and I see them sort of building this team in terms of longevity, a long, a, a, a competitor long-term rather than these windows. And so oh, they, by the way, are you okay with that? Or do you prefer looking at it from a windowed perspective? And I don't want to say spend too long on this, but I just like to get your perspective. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the more times that you are in the playoffs, the more times you enter the tournament, the more chances you have to win it. Um, and so uh, I'm okay with that approach. I know it's frustrating for uh, some fans because, you know, the, the comp pick um, formula that they love. But, um, yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, did you grow up in Baltimore, Charles? Actually, I did not. I do have an uncle who lives there. Um, I do have another uncle who lives in Washington, D.C. Uh, I actually grew up in Pensacola, Florida. Okay. Um, and um, it's my, my story of getting to the Ravens is actually kind of kind of interesting. Um, I was a huge University of Miami fan back in the 80s and 90s. And um, as far as NFL, I really didn't have a team, but I watched NFL football. And the only teams that I uh, got a chance to watch in Pensacola, Florida, New Orleans Saints, mm -hmm. and they were bad back then. Except for the Dome Patrol, but they were pretty bad back then. Um, Dallas Cowboys, because Emmitt Smith is from uh, my hometown. Mm -hmm. And then NBC, Cleveland Browns. And um, it was Michael Jackson, Bernie Kosar, and those guys that um, Webster Slaughter, Eric, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Metcalf. Um, and so I like watching those guys for Cleveland. And then when, when Art Modell moved the team, it just happened to coincide with my love for University of Miami. And of course, at that time, Ray Lewis, I remember him being a freshman uh, on that team with Warren Sapp and uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Rohan Marley. And then he got drafted here and uh, drafted to the, the Ravens when the Ravens first came in the league. And of course, I played football in high school. Uh, and I was a linebacker and, um, I would always watch college football, watch the linebackers. And I watched this kid, uh, at the university of Miami. I said, you know, if I could still play, I would want to play like this guy. All right. Folks can't see right now, but what I can see, but he's wearing his black number 52 Jersey. He's yeah. representing here. Let's, let's bring it back on target here though, with Orlando Brown. So one of the nice things about having Orlando Brown get maximum value would be having multiple teams that could be interested. So besides the Minnesota Vikings, who else do we move on to? Um, I'll do the Chargers next. I, I, you know, I, I started to talk about Jacksonville, but I'll do the Chargers next. Um, but I think the thing with the Chargers is, you know, they've already, they've spent quite a bit. Uh, mm -hmm. Lindsley. Um, and then who else did they bring in? It was the, um, did they, was it the Pittsburgh tackle? Oh, did they, they already the signed Villanueva or, or no, they signed uh, the, uh, the right tackle, Filer. Yeah, Filer. Right. Yeah. yeah, Filer. So, you you know, you have Lindsley there, you have Filer there, and then you already have Brian Bulaga there uh, or Bulaga. Um, and so I'm not for sure for the Chargers um, whether or not they'd be interested based on those signings. They still could be uh, because none of those guys are left tackles, but. Uh, maybe they maybe they're thinking about um, moving moving one of those guys around, and even if they're not thinking about moving one of those guys around, why not just take Rashawn Slater if he's there at uh, their pick 15. at thirteen? Because it looks like there's going to be some shuffle uh, in the draft because the Bengals, based on the guys they signed, now uh, 
Panay Sewell may not be going at, uh, what is it, three or four or five, wherever the Bengals pick. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that might push some linemen down the board. So, Okay, so, so we've got the Chargers in there. The Chargers are, are a popular landing spot for Ravens fans because they have the 13th overall pick. And people said, well, we'll take 13 on this and that. And, you know, the other thing, uh, the 13th pick is way more, I think, than the Ravens. Than the Ravens. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. And they're satisfying to scratch, no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated, and right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it it would be nice. Um, but then, you know, I, again, just based on who they've signed in free agency and what they could actually pick at 13 and you're certainly going to, you're certainly probably going to take the cheaper guy, uh, in this case. So you you bring up a good point here in terms of the draft, because I think it's the key piece here. And when everybody knows what's happened after the draft, well, that's almost too late for the Ravens to make the move unless they yeah. spent their first pick on a, on a tackle. On a tackle. Uh, and, and so they really have to make this trade either bef- before the draft, maybe during the draft. That's possible. Mm-hmm. Or, or, uh, but not after the draft. That doesn't seem to make sense to me. Yeah. So yeah. It, it doesn't give them – I mean, if Orlando Brown's going to be traded, I think he'll be traded in, in about the next 40 days here before, the, before that before draft the- hits. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, if he's going to be traded, it'll be um, prior to the draft. And I, I, you know, I just look at it as, hey, if he's if he doesn't get traded, we're in great shape. Mm-hmm. We are in excellent shape. Yeah. So uh, load on some other teams for me that might be interested that might make sense. Um, the Colts could still be interested. Um, mm-hmm. They have money, and um, even though they signed Sam Tevy. Uh, I watched quite a bit of Chargers games uh, when I wasn't watching our games. I watched quite a bit of Chargers games last year. And if the Colts are hanging their hat on Tevy, uh, and I, I don't want to say he's a bad player. I don't want to say play that, that well last year. You can but, say that. Yeah, but he did, he did not play very well for the Chargers last year. I'll say it that way. Um, what's, the, what's the status of Costanzo now? Uh, he retired. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. He retired. So, you know, I, the Colts could be another landing spot. Um, and then they have the 20, 21st pick. Sounds about right. 21st, 22nd pick somewhere around there. So 21. that could, 21, yeah, that could be a really good spot for him, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the, uh, I think uh, one of the other things to, and I don't, I don't know how much the Ravens front office looks at this, but some teams do not like trading players in conference. Um, I don't think we sort of, uh, 
care about that too much. I don't think so. I mean, we traded, um, uh, what's his name out of Notre Dame to, um, was it, was he out of Notre Dame? We traded him to Pittsburgh. Uh, 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 Wormley, Chris Wormley. So yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think we care too much about that. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't, no, that was kind of a, a trade on the margin. It's not an in your face. I'm trading you my number one receiver for draft picks. And well, you know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of chips in the pot then, mm-hmm. but, it, but it's uh you know, it was a, it was a mid range trade there. Yeah. 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 Uh, so the Colts, I, I would actually say that the Colts probably Colts and Vikings right now, I would say are my top two um, teams that I think, we could get something done. All right. All right. Well, it's, it'd be nice to have as many bidders as possible. You mentioned the Washington football team as a possibility as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm, um, I think scheme wise, he fits there. Um, they do some of the same things that we do in the run game. Um, and, uh, you know, you do have Sheriff at uh, right guard. I think Morgan Moses plays right tackle. Mm-hmm. I'm not for sure who they have at left tackle. Um, I, I briefly looked at the roster yesterday and I just can't recall the name. So, and um, I do th- try to see last year who spent time there at tackle. Cause they certainly, they had a bunch of people. Cornelius Lucas looks like he might've spent some time at left tackle last year. And he has really made the rounds in the league. Detroit, L.A., New Orleans, Chicago, Washington already in mm-hmm. a seven-year career. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did not play against the Ravens. That's, that's not who they had at left tackle for that game. And whoever they had at left tackle for that game, they didn't play well. The Ravens really messed him up pretty good in that yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, so that could be, that could be a, a, a landing spot for him. Um, watching the football team. Uh, and Ron Rivera, you know, Ron Rivera loves – Ron Rivera is kind of, uh, kind of like us in that he loves, he loves to run the football. Um, so, I mean, I would – you know, that, I, I wouldn't count them out of the equation here. Okay. Well, the more the merrier. That's, that's four, and, they, mm-hmm. and they're, the, they're the number 19 pick overall. Uh, it, Charles, you mentioned you think the Ravens are fine either way, and I think that's one of the strengths, obviously, their position. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said Orlando Brown can move to left tackle. So he's kind of their, their trump card in terms of fixing an offensive line problem in season if Stanley again has to miss time. Mm-hmm. 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 And, I, and, and, yeah, and I think that's – and so that's, that, that is actually my anxiety. Let me just frame it that way. That, that would actually be my anxiety about the entire situation. You know, if, if Stanley has a setback and we've traded Orlando Brown Jr., mm-hmm. then, then, then the position of strength has become a major problem. Right. Um, unless you take two offensive linemen. Even if track. you do. And even I if you do, they're so young. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But they, they have to get by this. And, and obviously, they started this unstacking of contracts with the, with the Hayden Hurst trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they lost Zach Sealer in a, in a waiver move that was a shame. I think they thought they would retain him, but they, but they didn't. So he was actually the first of that 2018 draft class to get his big deal. 
But the, it really started with Hayden Hurst is they knew they had a big stack of contracts coming due at the same year. And they said, we can't have that. And they had to trade him for, you know, what value they could get. And they got, I think, a pretty good price for him from Atlanta and made a lot of sense for both teams to make that trade. And we've always talked about the fact that we didn't think they could keep both tackles. I mean, you know, I have always with, yeah. on my show. So it kind of seems natural that, you know, the confluence of events here that you have Orlando Brown, he wants to be a left tackle. That's the one point consideration. Okay. He, he can play left tackle. That's about a five point consideration. And then the, the, the higher consideration is that some other team can harvest that value and then pay the Ravens for it. That's where the Ravens really get paid in terms of trade terms for this. And mm -hmm. they'll lose the last year of Orlando Brown, which would be sad, but they could really get something for it. Right. And I, and I think that's the thing, you know, they're, they are holding out of getting the deal that they want for, mm -hmm. um, because the, as, as, as much as there are two parties that come to the table um, and two parties are bringing, uh, may, maybe bringing different sets of value, uh, I think from, from our side, we have to sort of stand strong and say, hey, the value has to be what we need it to be because we're going to have to get someone to plug and play uh, to replace this guy if we let him go. Right. And not only that, we're going to also have to look at, well, hey, we need a contingency plan just in case there are some hiccups with Ronnie. Um, and so we might need to draft more than one guy. We might need to actually bring another guy in in free agency, so on and so forth. Um, now, of course, I may be underselling because yeah, I'm not there. I don't know. Uh, I may be underselling the possible progress uh, of a guy that people uh, have, yes, have scapegoated and just <laughs> do not like. But I, you know, I look at Phillips and I'm like, yeah, he, but you know, he's, he's young at the position. Um, he's really only played what a year and a half at tackle and at, at Mississippi state, he, he was a left tackle. Mm -hmm. And so you move him to right, you move him to guard. And so he's constantly having to sort of change, um, you know, uh, technique. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, he actually might be better than, um, a lot of fans. I think I, credit for. you, you, you certainly are going to be right on that statement. It's a big off season for him. He needs to do a lot of positional training this off season and also do the things he needs to do in the weight room, obviously strength and all that. That's important. Mm -hmm. Okay. But if he's mm -hmm. going to use his length properly, the way Orlando Brown does with, you know, below average feet, if he's going to use his length properly, that's that really takes some good technique and take the, takes the ability to you know use those 35-inch arms, get that guy past the back pylon of the pocket, which is something Rick Wagner could do, oh, yeah. kind of substandard mobility, mm -hmm. and it's something Brown can do on the left or right side. We've already seen it. So I'm not ruling it out. And the other nice thing about having Tyree at right tackle is that I think the job is made easier by who Jackson is. So his run-blocking responsibilities are not as difficult. He, oftentimes does not have to block that edge defender, moves up half a level to hit a scraping linebacker. That's a lot easier job than what a right tackle normally has to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so, you know, he, he could, he could actually, um, you know, be, uh, he could actually make the jump. Let's just say it that way. 
Um, how much of a jump, who knows, but, um, you know, I, I just think last year, such a very unusual year. Um, and, you know, a lot of players probably were just not playing up to uh, maximum capacity. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't disagree with you. And I think there's a big chance. There, there's a chance that Tyree can come back somewhere. I think his next chance is probably going to come because of injury, because I don't think the Ravens would go into 2021 with Tyree Phillips being the number one choice at right tackle. They might have a first round draft pick be the number one choice, but I don't think it's going to be Tyree Phillips is the number one choice. Yeah, I, I, I could be wrong about that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it sounds kind of scary. <laughs> Just based on what we saw, it sounds kind of scary. But Well, Charles, I really appreciate having you on. Always fun to talk football. And uh, tell people where they can find you on Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter, it's at uh, RavensBlitz55. Um, and I, I, I'm on Twitter just about every day. <laughs> so, All right. Good follow for people and make sure you interact with Charles, tag him occasionally and see if you can get him involved in the conversation. Charles, thanks again. If you want to be on a film study short yourself, give me about three bullet points. You can either email them to me at filmstudy21 at verizon.net or give me a, a shout out on Twitter. My messages are open and you can do it, do it there at film study Ravens. Charles, again, thanks for coming on. Hey, Ken, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next time on Film Study. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go. Every day giftable. Every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. And they're satisfying to scratch, no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.